What themes were the same in each gospel presentation? What was unique to each gospel presentation? How was the Holy Spirit leading them to share in each circumstance that they found themselves in? Hello friends, welcome and thanks for listening. This is part two of a podcast on evangelism in the book of Acts. In the first part, we looked at four sermons from the Apostle Peter, the first four gospel presentations in the book of Acts. And we're looking to see how did the first followers of Jesus share the gospel with the people around them? Is it different from how we share the gospel? Is it the same? What themes were the same in each gospel presentation? What was unique to each gospel presentation? How was the Holy Spirit leading them to share in each circumstance that they found themselves in? So we're going to continue now with the next gospel presentation that we see in the book of Acts. And this one is especially unique because it is the sermon that Stephen gives. And it's the only time we hear from Stephen in the book of Acts. And it's the longest speech that we have recorded in the book of Acts. And it's full of uh, basically the Old Testament story of how God led the people of Israel and, and leading up to the arrival of Jesus. But Stephen was chosen to help in the distribution of the food among the widows in the church because there's this disagreement between the Hellenist Jews and the Hebrew Jews that the widows weren't being treated fairly. And so the apostles say, well, we'll, oppose, uh, we'll appoint men full of the Holy Spirit who will be able to administrate this ministry and we'll devote ourselves to prayer and the word. And so Stephen is one of those who's appointed in this ministry. And it says that he's full of grace and power and that he's doing great wonders and signs among the people. And so some Jews come out to oppose him and he gets into an argument with him but it says that they couldn't withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. And so they secretly instigated men who said, we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. So Stephen is accused of blasphemy, and this still happens today to Christians all over the world uh, in different places, accused by other religions of committing blasphemy, and they're arrested and they're persecuted. But Stephen is arrested, and he's taken before the elders and the scribes, and they accuse him of blasphemy. They say, this man never ceases to speak words against this holy place and the law, for we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses delivered to us. And gazing at him, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. And so Stephen begins his speech to not only defend himself against this charge of blasphemy and to explain perhaps what he has been speaking to these people in the synagogue, but also to proclaim the gospel and to share the message of Jesus with this group of Jews. So let's dive into Stephen's speech, beginning in chapter 7. And the high priest said, Are these things so? And Stephen said, Brothers and fathers, hear me. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he lived in Haran, and said to him, Go out from your land and from your kindred, and go into the land that I will show you. Then he went out from the land of the Chaldeans and lived in Haran. And after his father died, God removed him from there into this land in which you are now living. Yet he gave him no inheritance in it, not even a foot's length, but promised to give it to him as a possession and to his offspring after him 
though he had no child. And God spoke to this effect, that his offspring would be sojourners in a land belonging to others, who would enslave them and afflict them four hundred years. But I will judge the nation they serve, said God, and after that they shall come out and worship me in this place. And he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham became the father of Isaac, and circumcised him on the eighth day. And Isaac became the father of Jacob, and Jacob of the twelve patriarchs. And the patriarchs, jealous of Joseph, sold him into Egypt. But God was with him, and rescued him out of all his afflictions, and gave him favor and wisdom before Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who made him ruler over Egypt and over all his household. Now there came a famine throughout all Egypt and Canaan, and great affliction, and our fathers could find no food. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent out our fathers on their first visit. And on the second visit, Joseph made himself known to his brothers, and Joseph's family became known to Pharaoh. And Joseph sent and summoned Jacob his father and all his kindred, seventy-five persons in all. And Jacob went down into Egypt, and he died, he and our fathers. And they were carried back to Shechem and laid in the tomb that Abraham had bought for a sum of silver from the sons of Hamor in Shechem. But as the time of the promise drew near, which God had granted to Abraham, the people increased and multiplied in Egypt, until there arose over Egypt another king who did not know Joseph. He dealt shrewdly with our race and forced our fathers to expose their infants so that they would not be kept alive. At this time Moses was born, and he was beautiful in God's sight. And he was brought up for three months in his father's house, and when he was exposed, Pharaoh's daughter adopted him and brought him up as her own son. And Moses was instructed in all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and he was mighty in his words and deeds. When he was forty years old, it came into his heart to visit his brothers, the children of Israel. And seeing one of them being wronged, he defended the oppressed man and avenged him by striking down the Egyptian. He supposed that his brothers would understand that God was giving them salvation by his hand, but they did not understand. And on the following day he appeared to them as they were quarreling and tried to reconcile them, saying, Men, you are brothers. Why do you wrong each other? But the man who was wronging his neighbor thrust him aside, saying, Who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Do you want to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? At this retort Moses fled and became an exile in the land of Midian where he became the father of two sons. Now when forty years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai in a flame of fire in a bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight, and as he drew near to look, there came a voice of the Lord. I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, and of Isaac, and of Jacob. And Moses trembled and did not dare to look. Then the Lord said to him, Take off the sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their groaning, and I have come down to deliver them. And now come, I will send you to Egypt. This Moses, whom they rejected, saying, Who made you a ruler and judge? This man God sent both as ruler and redeemer by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush. This man led them out, performing wonders and signs in Egypt, and at the Red Sea and in the wilderness for forty years. This is the Moses who said to the Israelites, God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. This is the one who was in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him at Mount Sinai and with our fathers. He received living oracles to give to us. 
Our fathers refused to obey him, but thrust him aside. And in their hearts they turned to Egypt, saying to Aaron, Make for us gods who will go before us. As for this Moses who led us out from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. And they made a calf in those days and offered a sacrifice to the idol and were rejoicing in the works of their hands. But God turned away and gave them over to worship the host of heaven, as it is written in the book of the prophets. Did you bring to me slain beasts and sacrifices during the forty years in the wilderness, O house of Israel? You took up the tent of Moloch and the star of your god Rephon, the images that you made to worship, and I will send you into exile beyond Babylon. Our fathers had the tent of witness in the wilderness, just as he who spoke to Moses directed him to make it, according to the pattern that he had seen. Our fathers in turn brought it in with Joshua when they deposed the nations that God drove out before our fathers. So it was until the days of David, who found favor in the sight of God and asked to find a dwelling place for the God of Jacob. But it was Solomon who built a house for him. Yet the Most High does not dwell in houses made by hands, as the prophet says, Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Did not my hand make all these things? You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit, as your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and murdered. You who received the law as delivered by angels and did not keep it. Now when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth at him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God, and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and rushed together at him. Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him. So Stephen has gone through this Old Testament, Old Covenant history, and we might wonder why would he do that if these people are high priests? He's just telling them all these stories that they already know. But remember, he's making a defense for the accusations against him, and he's also using the scripture to proclaim Jesus as the Messiah. So he starts that Abraham was called out of the promised land and received the covenant of circumcision, and he fathered Isaac. Joseph came, and the patriarchs rejected Joseph. Then you have Moses who came, and the Hebrews rejected Moses, even though he was trying to deliver him, even though Moses was born, as Stephen said, beautiful in God's sight. The Hebrews at the time could not perceive that God was using Moses to deliver them, and they rejected him. And then he came back, and he led them out. And even after he led them out, they rejected Moses again in the wilderness. Their hearts turned back to Egypt. They made the golden calf. And he references Moses' prophecy that a prophet like me will be raised up from your brothers. But he's, he talks about that they rejected Moses. Their hearts turned back to Egypt. They made the golden calf. And he's saying, look, I'm not blaspheming Moses. I honor him as God's prophet. So remember, this is, again, part of his defense. He's showing that he's not speaking blasphemy against the law or against Moses or Abraham, he's honoring it. He says that the law was for the promise that was to Abraham to be fulfilled. 
Then he talks about David, that David wanted to build a house for God, but it was built by Solomon. And he reminds them, God does not live in these houses. And again, he's making a defense for these accusations that people have brought against him. He's saying that God, he uses the scripture and says from uh, Isaiah 66, from Psalm 11, that God does not live in the houses built by people. Heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. What kind of house can you build for me? And then he goes on and he concludes his speech with this same theme, that you guys always resist the Holy Spirit, that God has left the building and you're not keeping up. You're always missing what God is doing. You persecuted the prophets, including John the Baptist, and you killed the righteous one of God. You betrayed him, and you murdered him. The first time we see this word murder used in the Jews' actions against Jesus. He said, you received the law, but you did not keep it. And they can't stand what he has spoken to them, and so they kill him for telling the truth. And so we have this very unique speech for us today as we look at how Stephen was sharing the gospel. Obviously, very contextual because he's making his defense for uh, these accusations of blasphemy against him. He's speaking to a crowd of Jews. He's speaking to very uh, well-educated Jews familiar with the law, people in the leadership of the temple system. And he recounts for them the salvation history of Israel and how God has continually sent deliverance to Israel, but how they're constantly out of sync with what God is doing. Their hearts are always hard, and they're always resisting the Holy Spirit. In this talk from Stephen, we get insights into the story of Abraham. We get insights into the story of Moses that we wouldn't uh, have otherwise without this speech from Stephen. But for our purposes today, looking at evangelism in the book of Acts, we see this style of evangelism toward people who are familiar with the Old Testament covenant, toward people who know the scriptures. And he's using the scriptures to show that Jesus is God's anointed one. Jesus is the one that God sent to establish his kingdom. Now, in future sermons that we're getting ready to get into in Acts, we're going to see how the gospel spreads to non-Jews. We're going to see how the first followers of Jesus share the gospel with those people who may not be familiar with all of the law and with all of the history of Israel. So that's coming up. We're going to get into that in our next episode. But for now, I just encourage you to reflect on what we've heard from Stephen, what we've heard from Peter leading up to this. How are the first followers sharing the news about Jesus? And how does it compare with the way that we share about Jesus today? God bless you. Thanks for listening. And we'll continue in the next podcast.